Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode six of In the Game with your host, JNT. Today, we're going to be discussing each team's NFL free agency offseason and give each team a grade. Jeremy, would you like to kick us off with the AFC? Yeah, you know, this free agency was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, we could kind of call it a wrap because, you know, the draft is approaching us in the pro days and stuff. So, you know, kind of unofficially, this is the end of it, I guess. You know, most of the big name guys are off the board. And, yeah, we could start it off in the AFC with, with the Buffalo Bills. You know, I graded them with an A minus, actually. I think they had one of the better free agencies this year. You know, they didn't over overpay anybody. They brought in quarterback Mitchell Trubisky, you know, for a small deal, which I think was huge because we, we talked about how Allen plays football. You know, he's very high risk of getting hurt. So you back him up with a guy like Trubisky. I mean, you brought in some protection for Josh Allen. You gave him some targets, you know. So I really like what the Buffalo Bills did this year. Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to give him a B plus. Uh, I think they had a great, a really good offseason. Uh, I think their biggest need that they never really failed this offseason was to get a running back. You know, they kind of struggled running the ball with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, but maybe they'll step it up this year. You know, they lost a really good receiver in John Brown, but they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. So it was kind of just a trade off. They brought in Matt Milano back and and they uh, got Mr. Trubisky. So uh, I'm excited to see what the Bills do next year. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, like you said, it's we're kind of around the same area there. Air minus B plus. It's, it's right, right there. So. Yeah, I like what the Buffalo Bills did this year. Moving on, what do you think about the uh, Miami Dolphins? Yeah, you know, I actually really like what the Dolphins did this year. I mean, they, they didn't really do anything huge, but the Dolphins kind of did what they needed to do, right? They they brought in a guy like Brissett. You know, we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick move on, and to get a veteran like Brissett behind, you know, Tua Tagovailoa is, is good because, you know, you have that guy to kind of back up on if, if Tua underperforms again. They brought in another back, Malcolm Brown. I mean, they got in a stud wide receiver, Will Fuller. And I, I think it's, you know, I, they just, they filled those, those holes that I think they needed to fill. You know, they got some linebackers, but Nardrick McKinney is a perfect replacement for Kyle Van Noy, which is, you know, perfect. You get him a little bit cheaper. So in that trade and yeah, I, I give the Dolphins a B. I think that's, that's perfectly rated. What about you? Yeah. I also give them a B, you know, what you said. I really thought the trade for Isaiah Wilson was good, but he decided to not you know, show up or do anything. Yeah. So that kind of hurts them a little bit, kind of <laughs> the most their grade. You know, I thought they'd get a, a first round talent for a seventh round pick. I thought that was uh, good for them, but he decided not to show up. Uh, I like the Malcolm Brown signing. Uh, Will Fuller, cheap deal. That's good. And like you said, Bernard McKinney is a, it's a great acquisition for the defense. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they kind of got to, got to do these kind of things with that division. I mean, the Patriots are, are looking stacked again here. Like what, what do you have to say about the Patriots? See, I got to give the Patriots an A. You know, I think they had a really good offseason. They kind of overspent for a couple of players, but they really kind of set themselves uh, apart from last year. Now, they brought in a lot of guys on a lot of deals and, you know, two, three-year deals. So even if it doesn't go good in the next couple of years, you know, they're already out of it. They're not signing to anyone, no big no big deals. You know, Judon got a four-year deal and and a couple of guys got a four-year deal. But for the most part, most of them are around $3 million. You know, Elson Nelson was two. Nelson Aguilar got two. Kendrick Bourne got three. Uh, Hunter Henry got three. Uh, yeah, like uh, Matthew Judon was the only one that really got a four. I mean, they got Kyle Van Noy back. They got a lot of linebacker depth now. You know, like Judon, Kyle Van Noy, Raekwon McMillan. They they stuffed the interior D-line pretty well. Uh, they got Jalen Mills. I think they had a really good offseason, so I, I have to give them an A. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the, the New England Patriots were kind of the highlight of this year. They, they did a lot of things, but I have to give them, you know, as low as a B-minus, honestly, just because I feel like, 
the wide receiver position really dampered what they did this year. I'm like this free agency. I love the Camry signing. I think it's perfect for a one-year deal. I love the two tight ends, but I, I think that the wide receivers were, were unnecessary. You know, you, you have 15th overall draft pick and there's great wide receivers. And, and another thing I think was just some, some of like the guys they brought in were a bit too much. And I, I really like the Kyle Von Neuer turn. I think that's, that's huge. I mean, you bring them back. We saw a success on the Patriots, but I just think uh, they just they did a little too much. I mean, I, I hope they prove me wrong, but I think it's a it's a B minus for me. Yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. You know, they they did bring in a lot of guys, you know, on a lot of deals. They gave a lot of money away, but I think they kind of had to do that if they wanted to contend again. We seen what they were able to do last year, you know, and, and uh, they bring in a whole bunch of different talents this year. And you, now you see what Bill Belichick's able to do without Tom Brady and without with a pretty stacked squad. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, there's it's just you know it's strange to see this many new guys that could all be starters you know it's it's gonna be hard to develop chemistry and stuff but I, I definitely do not doubt what bill belichick is doing there that's for sure okay let's move it into the very last team in the afc east let's bring it on to the jets what do you have the jets i give the jets uh, an a actually this might surprise a few people i i just i i really like how the jets were were very low-key this offseason you know it, it's a it was a weird offseason and like you know with covid that kind of stuff the cap is changing and I think they're smart for not, you know, going crazy on some of these older guys. You know, one of their biggest deals was, I think, like Corey Davis, which was a, a huge pickup. You know, he was probably cheaper than Juju would have been. And, I, you know, I like what they did. They, they got that interior lineman, Sheldon Rankins, and Marcus May, LaMarcus Joyner, Carl Lott. Like, these guys are, are big-name guys. And they got them for, you know, large but not, you know, extreme deals. And I really like what the Jets did. I think it it's really going to elevate them this season. And, and I have to give the Jets an A, you know, I, I just, I really like how they did it this year. Yeah. I like what the Jets did. I, I'm glad they didn't overspend. They're obviously nowhere near the contending team yet. Uh, like you said, like bringing in some of these older guys and Carl Lawson and, you know, they brought in LaMarcus Joyner, they franchise tag Marcus May, they brought in Sheldon Rankins. They gave themselves another weapon for Corey Davis with Corey Davis, depending on if they dropped a quarterback in the draft or, they can't stick with Sam Darnold, at least to giving whoever's running the show next year a weapon. Um, I kind of think they overpaid for Corey Davis a little bit, but oh, I agree. I, I have to, I have to give the Jets a B plus. I'm glad they didn't overspend their money like they did in previous years. You know, signing Le'Veon Bell and and overpaying for for guys. Uh, I'm excited to see what the Jets do. I mean, they're not going to be good next year, but at least they'll have some money to work with in years to come. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'd love to see the Jets make a playoff run within the next five years i guess they got a big rebuild ahead of them but this is good this is a step in the right direction that's for sure moving on to the afc north let's start with the baltimore ravens yeah you know the baltimore ravens already have a great team right it's, it's good on paper they got a few holes that i think they they could have filled such as wide receiver here but I, all in all you know i give the ravens a b i wish i could you know rank them a bit higher but i think they really needed that wide receiver too and they, they didn't get it right but I love the Kevin Zeitler coming from the Giants, you know, three-year, 22 million. That's not, that's not too expensive. You know, you, you brought back Pernell McPhee, Tyus Bowser. You know, you, you kept those guys that were good for you in the trenches last year. And I, I think the Ravens did really good for, you know, what they were dealt with. And I, they kept that team together. And, you know, the Ravens at a B, I think, is, 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 is good. What about you? I give them a C plus. I mean, I agree completely with what you have to say about that. I think the reason I graded them so low is because they never did bring in that second weapon at wide receiver, that number one wide receiver that I think they really needed to really set themselves apart in their division. You know, a lot of teams kind of figured them out last year and not bringing another guy that can, you know, kind of take the pressure away from Lamar and give him a a target to to go out and get the football. I think that really hurts the Ravens next year. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, we could hope they get something in the draft, but like you said, if they don't, you know, I, I think it really will hurt them. They they got they got to do something soon because Hollywood Brown is is not a number one. No. What do you think about the Cincinnati Bengals? The Cincinnati Bengals, you know, did didn't do a lot of you know big things, but they brought in some some good guys, I think, and I, I like what they did. You know, the Bengals were another team kind of like the Jets, like they're in rebuild mode. We thought they might over try and overpay some guys, but. You know, they brought in guys like Eli Apple, Chidobi, Awuzie, you know, those guys, I like them. Mike Hilton, they brought a lot of corners, DBs in. Uh, they brought in some they, oh, offensive tackles, offensive linemen, you know, and and these are all guys that I think are good. You know, they're not great, they're, but they're good. I, I give the B, Bengals a, a B- minus here. Yeah, I also gave the Bengals a B-. minus. I mean, they kind of let some of their guys walk, and uh, I think they could have got a little bit better on the offensive line. You know, Riley Reef isn't anything special, and same with Quinn Spain. But I, I do like the signing of Jadobi Awuzie and Mike Hilton, you know, to really upgrade the corner group. I do think they kind of overpaid for Trey Hendrickson. I know he had a really, really good year last year, getting a, like 14 and a half sacks, I believe. On the Saints, a, yeah. a, a four-year, $60 million deal with $32 million guaranteed. That's a lot of money for a guy that played on a really good defense last year. That the, is... Bengals, the Bengals don't have that good of a defense. So I think it's a little bit too much money, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, the Trey Henderson reminds me kind of a lot like Bud Dupree in that signing for the Titans. I think that it is it is a slight overpay, but, you know, if, if you really like a guy and you need to bring him in, I mean, they had some money to do it. So it, you got Joe Burrow, and, I mean, they don't want to waste his prime, so might as well build something now, right? Especially when he's not no young one, right? He came into the league a little bit older than most quarterbacks. And, yeah, you know, coming off a of surgery, you kind of want to – you kind of don't want to just waste all of his years with absolute garbage cans on defense or offense, so – I do agree that they had to bring in some guys. I think they could have done a little bit better, but they didn't have the worst offseason, that's for sure. Yeah, I think a B minus is, is, is a good spot. Whatever. I think you had a what you have? I'd B minus as well. Yeah. Yeah, B minus. So I think that, that's a good spot to happen for sure. What about the Browns? I give the Browns an A. I know a lot of people might agree disagree with that, but the biggest problem last year was not their offense. You know, Baker Mayfield was able to sling the ball and run the ball uh, with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. That offensive line is one of the best in football. You know, they're getting Odell Beckham back next year. I think the offense has no problems. Uh, the defense, on the other hand, struggled a lot. And as you can see, you know, signing Tack McKinley, Malik Jackson, Malcolm Smith, Troy Hill, John Johnson, you know, they brought in a lot of good defensive players to help on that defensive side. All their money is tied up in the offense, so they kind of have to spend some on the defense to kind of make themselves a little bit more balanced. So I, I give the Browns an A. Yeah, you know, I actually also give the Browns an A. I think they filled every hole they needed to fill. You know, they got Grant Delpit, Denzel Ward at the back end, and they just added John Johnson, who is, you know, a perfect safety. I, you got Troy Hill now. I mean, you and you fixed that, that linebacker spot. That was kind of a big issue. You brought back Malcolm Smith, you know, Anthony Walker. Your D-line is better. And, you know, you re-signed guys like Rashard Higgins. I've I just – I like what the Cleveland Browns did here. I think they – have arguably the best team on paper. And now it's just, it's a little bit better. So for them to be at an A, I think is perfect because the Browns, once again, they didn't really overpay anybody. And they, they brought in some like great guys, you know, John Johnson's a great safety. And I, I, I like the, the Bengals for or the Browns for sure at a B. Yeah. At an no, a, sorry. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I like the Browns a lot. I think that they are, like you said, the best team on paper in that division. You know, they took a big step forward. You know, they made the playoffs, they beat the Steelers. You know, they actually had a pretty solid game against the Chiefs. You know, I, I think the Browns are the team on top of that division next year. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, speaking of the Steelers, where do you have them ranked in that division with this free agency? 
Um, well, I kind of, I'm kind of torn, you know, we didn't have very much money. So we kind of had to, we kind of had to uh, expect that a lot of the guys are going to walk. Uh, I have to give them a B minus, um, re-signing Juju for a really, really cheap deal for one year, 8 million. That's a huge off season signing. You know, we, we didn't end up losing him. I like the Cam Sun signing two years, 9 million. Uh, I, I don't mind Zach Banner, you know, re-sign BJ Finney, but you know, you lose Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton, you know, they just ended up cutting Steven Nelson. You know, there, there, there's some definitely a lot of holes, you know, the retirement of Mike Pouncey, you know, we don't have a left tackle. So, uh, I mean, with the, the caps, the cap being so low for the Steelers, it was tough for them to do a lot of stuff. But I think they, they had an okay offseason. It wasn't the worst. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I actually agree. I have him right with you there at a C plus. I mean, the, the Steelers had no money. And I think for for what they were, were dealt, they did pretty good. I mean, I think a C plus is very reasonable. You got Juju on a, a great deal. You know, Juju could have went, like we heard, to the Bear or to the the Chiefs or the Ravens on on a bag, probably. So and even the Eagles, out. the Eagles, Eagles offered too. a decent bag to him as well, but he he showed his loyalty to the Steelers. Yeah, exactly. So I think for what the Steelers were given, they did a, they did a pretty decent job. I mean, they they obviously lost some big name guys, but and they couldn't afford to bring any new ones in. So I have to leave them at a C plus, but. I'm sure next year, you know, when that cap grows, the, the grade they'll have will be much, much better. Moving into the AFC South, what do you think of the tech dumpster fire Texans? Oh, brother, man, this was every single time I, I kept seeing name and name and name. And I, I, I just I was shocked because the Texans were just not doing well. You know, they brought in how many running backs like after the one after the other. And it was just it was honestly hard to watch. I mean, they brought in Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay. Those are two, you know, good big name guys. But. For, for the money they had and for the needs they had to bring in so many of these guys, like I couldn't give them anything higher than a, a D plus. I mean, I didn't like what they did at all. You know, it's, they, they didn't bring any guys that were really huge. They just kind of brought in a bunch of randoms, I guess. I don't know how to explain it, but what do you think? Yeah. I give them a D, you know, for having the much, as much money as they had, you know, Tyrod Taylor, they brought an old ass Mark Ingram kind of filled Lindsay on a small deal. Now they're running three running backs and now, Run a whole bunch of these these no name receivers, you know Andre Roberts isn't anything special. Dante Moncrief is past his prime, you know you brought in some okay tight ends, nothing nothing good. You brought in an offensive a couple offensive linemen, you know I don't mind the Shaq Lawson pickup, you know in the trade for McKinney. Uh, they brought in like Vernon Hargraves and Desmond King, two good corners. You know Terrence Mitchell isn't bad, but it's just all over the place. You know they never had one one plan. And we don't know what's happening with Deshaun Watson, but most likely he's not going to be playing next year for this team or even in the yeah. league at all. And I do not see the Texans being anywhere near what they were. And last year they were terrible. I don't see them being any better. No, if anything, they're going to be worse. I mean, you're probably not going to have Deshaun Watson to carry you to a few games. But, you know, the way I see this is you traded Deshaun or uh, you traded DeAndre Hopkins for, you know, on the, you brought in a running back. David Johnson. And now some of your biggest moves in free agency were running backs again. So it's just it's confusing to me really, because it's like, what are the Houston Texans really doing? I mean, like you said, Tyrod Taylor and Ryan Finley, uh, like, okay, what is that going to replace Deshaun Watson? You know, it's, and it sucks. I think the only picture that I really like here is Christian Kirksey. I, I think he's a stud linebacker, but other than that, you know, it's just a bunch of randoms, a bunch of small name. It's, it was, it was poor. So yeah, a D plus on the Texans. And yeah, like, if you're looking at them, you know, one-year deal, two-year deal, one-year deal, one-year deal, you know, they picked up 24 guys. Can you think about that? 24 guys they picked yeah. up in free agency. And like, that's what you got for all that money. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. It was just, it's, it's not it. Uh, let's yeah, move on to the Colts. Yeah. The Colts, I gave a B plus. They only brought in, 
uh, a handful of guys, but they were all they're big guys. I mean, I don't know if you want to include the Carson Wentz trade within this free agency, but you know, in, in terms of this, I, I honestly won't. I'll just say, you know, the Rhodes Marlon Mack resigning. I think those are huge because you didn't really have any holes as a Colts fan yesterday or last year, but to bring back guys like Rhodes, Marlon Mack, and it, I think it's good. I think the Colts are a real contender. If you include Carson Wentz, I mean, I think it's an easy B plus or better for them. Yeah, I kind of have to give him like a same B, B plus somewhere in that range. I mean, for how much money the Colts had, they never really went out and spent anything. You know, there's a lot of guys out there for them to go pick up and, you know, they don't have that many holes. They kind of had a yeah. good team and they kind of just stuck with what they have. I mean, it's smart for them to keep their money. They don't want to tie it all into Carson Wentz because if Carson Wentz isn't the guy, then what do they do? Exactly. So I understand what they did. I don't know if they're going to still pick up T.Y. because I know he's still a free agent, but for now I'm going to give him a B. Yeah, and that's I mean. I, we we kind of figured they might bring in a new wide receiver. T.Y. is kind of past his prime here, and I don't know. I think that the Colts, like you, we both said, they got a good team already. So for them to just kind of save some money for emergencies, I guess, this is smart. I like the Colts a lot, so I'll give them a B-plus. All right, moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, yeah, I'll, the, start, I'll start first here. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll give it a B. I, I, I like the signing of Shaq Griffin. I like the signing of Marvin Jones, you know, smaller deals like Shocker forgot a, a, de- a decent size one. Um, but the rest of it, you know, a couple defensive linemen, uh, two offensive linemen, they brought in Carlos Hyde. So now he'll be splitting the carries a little bit, taking off all the pressure on, on James Robinson. So he doesn't have to carry the entire workload. Um, I mean, they, they don't know what they have yet. They got to, they're going to draft their quarterback and see what he does. And they don't want to just fill it all up with a whole bunch of random people. They kind of want to just see how he plays and, and build a team around him. So I'll give him a B. Yeah, I, I'm closer on there too. I give the Jaguars a B minus. I I like what they did, to be honest. I like the Carlos Hyde. I mean, that's that's a good you know pair with James Robinson. And I like the wide receivers they brought in. Marvin Jones, I think it's great. And then you know, they brought in some some D linemen, a lot of D linemen. And, and, you know, one really big name guy, I think, was Shaquille Griffin. Yeah, he's he, a little bit of a bigger size deal, like you said, but he's, he's a great corner, you know, and I think that the Jaguars are taking the step in the right direction. You said that it before, like they, they don't really know what they have. And for them, they pick up guys like this, you know, kind of just get that team going. You know, I, I, I once again, I'm going to say it, I think the Jaguars are going to have a seven, eight win season. So I think I gave him a B minus here in, in free agency. What about um, the uh, Tennessee Titans here? Yeah, moving on to the Titans. Um, I kind of think they had a bad pregnancy. Uh, I'm going to say it was a C. Uh, I think they overpaid for uh, Bud Dupree. Like I, we said earlier, you know, five years, 85 million, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And like we said in, other po- in our other podcast, you know, a lot of his pressures came off of TJ Walker completely wide open. You know, they, they lost their second wide receiver. They, I don't know who else. They have Josh Reynolds. Is he going to be the number two now? You know, yeah. they, they lost John Smith. Anthony Ferkser is going to be the number one now. Um, their offensive line is, isn't any different. Their defensive line, you know, isn't great. Uh, and they, they kind of overpaid for Bud Dupree. I don't mind the Janoris Jenkins signing, but for the rest of it, I, I don't think it was that great of a free agency. I agree. I gave the Titans a C minus, even lower than you. I mean, I look at the way the Tennessee Titans played football the last couple of years and it's play action, you know, run the ball. And you just got rid of Johnny Smith and you got rid of Corey Davis and you didn't really bring anybody big time in to replace them. And that kind of scares me because I don't know what the Tennessee Titans are going to look like, but the one thing that really, you know, dapper their, their grade for me was Bud Dupree. I mean, like you just said, if you watch the tape, he had a very easy statistical season. I mean, he had a lot of free sacks. He had a lot of free pressures, that kind of thing. So 
for him to get paid $85 million, I think that the, uh, the Titans are going to, you know, get bit in the butt later this year and, and a few years and, and have to, you know, take a big hit with this guy because as, as good as Dupree was this last year, no disrespect. I just, I think a lot of that, you know, credit should go to TJ Watt. So I give the, I give the Titans a, a C minus here. You kind of look at any team that has a, a dominant pass rusher and it kind of helps boost all the other guys up. You know, you look at a guy like Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, TJ Watt, the three most prevalent in the league, anyone that's playing opposite of them or, or anywhere on that defense, they're going to look a lot better. Absolutely. And especially to pay a guy who just came off a big injury, a season ender, that kind of money on the opposite side of one of the premier pass rushers in the league. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think they overpaid. And I think, like you said, that it's going to bite them in the butt. Yeah, I agree. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what the Titans do. Cause I think they might have to change their scheme a little bit, just a little bit, because you know, AJ Brown isn't, I don't think AJ Brown's a peer number one. I think Corey Davis kind of did help AJ Brown a lot. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. So what about the uh, Denver Broncos, Tyson? Yeah, moving on to the AFC West. Um, but starting off with the Denver Broncos here. I don't mind their offseason. I mean, there's definitely still some holes on offense. They definitely need to work on that. I don't know if that if they're going to stick with the quarterback and Drew Locke. But, I mean, I didn't mind the just uh, the Justin Simmons franchise tag and, and sign, you know, four-year, 61 million. Uh, I didn't mind them picking up Kyle Fuller or, or Ronald Darby. I don't mind either of those contracts. But, Overall, they didn't really do too much to that team. Yeah. So I'm, I, gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna. Sorry, I was just gonna give them a. I'm gonna give them a, a, a B minus. You know, I, I like a B minus a lot. Actually, sorry for cutting you off there, but I think that that's where they should be. I think the Kyle Fuller, you know, signing for one year nine point five is an absolute steal. I mean, you're paying him with Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons. I mean, wow, really? Like that's a great secondary, and I think that. I, I look at their secondary now, especially, and, you know, they got a good, a good friend seven too. I, I like them. I mean, their free agency wasn't anything huge, but what they did was interesting. And I give them a B minus as well. I just, I, I like what they did. I think they filled some, some, some holes they needed to, and their, their, their defense is going to be good. I think their defense is going to be good. It's just a matter of if Drew Law can really get it together. Right. Yeah. You know, I think for what, what would change my grade up to a B or B plus is whatever happens to Vaughn Miller. You know, if Bob Miller stays with the Broncos, I really think that defense can go back to a really elite stage. You know, Kyle Fuller is an amazing pickup. Like you said, one year, 9.5, that's an absolute steal. Mm -hmm. I know their offense definitely has some holes, but, you know, you'll see what Drew Locke has. But, I mean, Noah Fan, Jerry Judy, and Corlin Sutton are no scrubs. You know, the offensive line still has some holes, and I I don't know if uh, their running back is all that great anymore, you know. Yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon isn't anything too special, right, so. It'll be weird to see what they do on offense, but I, I don't mind their defense at all. Their defense got a, a really upgraded, I'd have to say. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Justin Simmons is probably the most underrated safety in the league. And to pay, like I said, to bring Kyle Fuller, guys like that, and Ronald Darby, I mean, it's a good team. It's a great defense. So it's I, I like the Broncos. I mean, I think they're going to be pretty good. Moving on to the Chiefs. What do you have to say about the Chiefs? Yeah, I mean, this is still probably the hottest team in the NFL. Uh, I, I, I was pretty scared when they released their two probably best O-linemen. In early in the offseason. I don't know what they were going to do, but they picked up Kyle Long, you know, Joe Tooney, Mike Remmers. And I was like, wow, okay, Kansas City, like, like respect. So I give the Kansas City Chiefs an A this offseason. I think what they did was smart. You know, they got rid of those big older guys. You know, they need, they wanted a big old contract. So they got Joe Tooney, you know, 80 million, five-year contract. So I like the Chiefs to a lot. I mean, they kind of surprised some people releasing those guys, but they made up for it. So Chiefs, I gave them an A. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give the Chiefs an A-. I really like the Joe Tooney signing. 
Um, Mike Remmers is no scrub either. And Kyle Long coming out of retirement, I'm, I'm curious to see how he performs. I, I know they're two offensive tackles, you know, Eric Fisher, and he was starting to get up there in age, and he wasn't it anymore, and he suffered a major injury, and you can't afford to pay that guy like that or keep yeah. his contract on the books. And on the other side of the ball, I think Mitchell Schwartz is going to retire. You know, he hasn't signed with any team yet. He hasn't really said much. So, you know, you get rid of two big contracts and you bring in some, yep. better, some really good offensive linemen. I have to give him an A-. minus. They're still, yeah. probably, they're still probably the best team in the AFC. Yeah, I, I think they are. I mean, they brought in some studs again, and they, their team is still, like you said, probably the best in the AFC. For, so for the Chiefs to, you know, can keep that championship team and keep Patrick Mullins protected was great. was great this offseason. Moving on to the Raiders. Uh, I'll go first here with the Raiders. I think they had a terrible, terrible, terrible free agency. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give them a D minus. You know, they completely got rid of their entire offensive line, and that was their strength last year. You know, they brought in Richie Incognito back. He's past his prime. You know, they they re-signed Ken, they signed Kenyon Drake for no reason when they have an amazing running back. They brought in John Brown they, for basically getting rid of Aguilar, who had one of his best statistical seasons there. You know, the re- if I look at the rest of their pickups, Yana and Ngakwe wasn't a bad little deal, but everything else was just terrible. You know, they traded away their entire offensive line, and they, they, didn't, they don't look any better. Uh, I don't think Derek Carr is going to be happy to play there next year. And I don't know if they're going to trade him or what they want to do with him. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a good look for the Raiders next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And I also disagree with that. I think that the Raiders didn't have a, a, a too bad of an offseason. I mean, when I watch Josh Jacobs play, I, I don't think he's I think he's an overrated running back. I mean, Devontae Booker had a better yards per carry than him. I'm pretty sure the whole year. So I think that Josh Jacobs is a great running back. But, you know, bringing Kenyon Drake in, I think, is is good because I don't think that Josh Jacobs is amazing. And I think Kenyon Drake can, you know, add a bit more to the pass game, et cetera. So Yannick Ngakwe is the one that I really love. I mean, a two-year, $26 million deal. And Ngakwe is good. And I think that's that's good for them. They brought in some receivers and they got some some defense. I don't know. I, I don't hate what the what the Las Vegas Raiders did this year. I don't think it was, it was too bad. So honestly, I'm, I'm going to give them a B minus. I mean, I, I don't think it was too bad. I, I liked what they did. Moving on, let's talk about the Chargers. I'll let you go first with the Chargers here. Yeah, the Chargers, I mean, they got a young quarterback, but their, their team last year was pretty beat up. I mean, they they were probably supposed to have a much better season than when they finished. I think they were, what, like 4-12, and 12, something pretty poor. So maybe it was a bit higher than that. I'm not too sure. But, I mean, they brought in a great tight end, Jared Cook, to replace Hunter Henry. I mean, he's not as good as Hunter Henry anymore, I don't think. But that's a, that's a good pickup. I mean, Herbert loved his tight end last year. They got some O-linemen. You know, you're obviously going to try and protect Herbert. And they got some DBs. So I give the Chargers a B-minus, actually. I think they brought in some good guys. I mean, they have a, a good team on paper. They got good receivers. They got good, you know, good defensive players, good pass rush. So I think what they brought in was was good enough, right? Yeah, um, I think they had a really good offseason. I got to give them a B-plus. I think Jared Cook was a really underrated signing. Jared Cook still has loss left in the tank. You know, last couple of years with the Saints, he's played really, really well. Uh, Matt Filer is a really good tackle, you know, Corey Lindsley, probably one of the top centers in the league in five years, 62 and a half million. Great deal. Um, yeah, that's not too expensive either. That's actually pretty good. For, I think, I think I would say Corey Lindsley is one of the, you know, better old linemen in this league. And that's a pretty good deal for 62 and a half million. Yeah, definitely. You know, they just ended up losing Pouncey. Both of the Pouncey t- twins retired. So yeah. they lost the other one and they had to get a center. So they picked up Corey Lindsley, one of the best in the league. So you can't be mad at that. And, you know, they're going to have to protect, Ber- uh, protect Herbert. 
you know, Herbert's one of the best young starting quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, they have, they still didn't overpay anyone. I think what all their signings was good. You know, Jerry Cook only a one-year deal. You know, McCoy Lindsay was really their only big signing, but he's got to get paid because he's worth it. So I'm going to give him a B plus. Yeah, I agree. I think they're definitely in the Bs there for sure. Uh, moving on to the NFC East, you know, this is probably, I mean, in my opinion, one of the best divisions free agency we had. I mean, this was fantastic. Maybe I'm biased because I'm a Giants fan, but let, let, I mean, we could start it off with the Cowboys here, which was a little bit lackluster, but I mean, you got Dak Prescott, four-year, $160 million contract. I mean, we've talked about that a lot. You probably heard a lot about it. It's just, it's a big deal, but because of that deal, you know, you had to readjust some contracts and you couldn't really bring in as many guys as the Cowboys wanted to, but I look at the Cowboys. I mean, they have a good enough team on paper already. They might not need to bring too many guys in, see what they do with the draft, but I'll give the Cowboys a C. I mean, they didn't really do anything other than, you know, give Dak Prescott the bag. Yeah. You know, I'm going to give, I'm going to give them a C plus. Like you said, you have to pay Dak that, that standoff between Dak and, and the owners, you know, Jerry Jones, they finally finally paid off, and he got five, a four year, hundred sixty million dollar contract, hundred twenty six million guaranteed. He got absolutely paid, so yeah. I'm think that's a great signing for the Cowboys. You have to give him the bag because you could tell the difference as soon as Dak left. Andy oh, yeah. Dalton, he he played, but it's not the same, not the same. And I, I think a really underrated signing was Keanu Neal, one year, five oh, million. Sure. Kind of see what he does on the defense. They added a, a quite a few defensive players. Um, so I'm excited to see what the Cowboys do next year. I think the, the NFC, NFC East here isn't going to be a joke. I think last year, you know, they were a complete joke, that whole division. And I think each team besides the, the Eagles did something. So I'm excited to see the NFC East next, next season. Uh, yeah, you move. know. Uh, go ahead. I was just going to say that, actually, how the NFC East, I think, is going to have one of the biggest bounce backs, you know, in, in ever. I mean, they had arguably or probably unarguably the worst you know division in, in football history these past couple of years so to see what these teams have done like the new york giants that we can get into here is is great you know i gave my giants an a plus i think what they brought in was was awesome i mean they re-signed leonard williams which is exactly what they needed to do he was huge he had his best season for them they brought in kyle rudolph who's i think he might have had a physical failure like he needed surgery or something so i don't know what the the status on him is but still that's huge because i mean evan ingram has been pretty disappointing and kyle rudolph could could really help him out they brought a guy who could you know stretch the field john ross on a super small deal low risk high reward and and i think the the two biggest ones that just happened here kenny galladay and adore jackson i mean we saw how how good daniel jones is with the deep ball and kenny galladay is, is one of the best deep ball receivers in the league plus you know you got a, a great leader great teammate in Dory jackson who, who has blazing speed at corner and I think the Giants brought in exactly what they needed. I think Joe Judge is going to absolutely turn his franchise around, and I think the New York Giants are going to be amazing. I give them an A+. Yeah, you know, I'm not quite at the A+. I just think they overpaid a little bit for Kenny Galladay and Adoree Jackson, but I always say that if you want a guy in free agency, you're going to overpay. Yeah. Uh, so I got to give the Giants an A. I, I think Kenny Galladay and Adoree Jackson are absolutely huge signings. You know, the Giants' defense is really, really good last year, and towards the end of the season, they really picked it up. You know, paying Leonard Williams a nice little three-year, $63 million deal. You know, he had a really great statistical season for them. Like you said, we don't know what's happening with Kyle Rudolph. We don't know if he's actually going to end up getting that deal or not since it hasn't been officially agreed upon or written. But if he does come in there, that that's a great signing. Uh, like you said, John Ross, super underrated, one-year, $2.5 He needed a change of pace, you know. Yeah. He, he never really did anything with the Bengals. You know, he couldn't really separate, couldn't really do a lot. But 
I think you bring him into a team with a whole bunch of different weapons. You know, Saquon's coming back. The offensive line started to pick it up. Uh, and the defense is there. So I'm excited to see the Giants next year. Yeah, me too. I, I I mean, that's my team. So I might be a little bit biased throwing the plus beside that A. But I, I really like what they did. I, I really do. I mean, we'll start off with the Eagles next. I mean, there's really not much to say. They have no money. All their money is absolutely tied up with all their old guys. Yeah. They're in it for a, a quite a while. Their, their rebuild is going to be pretty long. You know, they bring in a guy like Joe Flacco to kind of help mentor. I think they're going to stick with Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts kind of has it. He has that factor that Carson kind of missed the last last couple seasons. Um, they didn't really do much. I like the Anthony Harris signing, but I'm not excited for the Eagles next year. I think the Eagles will be the bottom of that division. They probably won't win too many games, but there's really not much they could do. I'm going to have to give them a, a B. Yeah, I gave the, the Eagles a C. I mean, Joe Flacco, Anthony Harris, Andrew Adams, like, that's nothing special. I mean, like you said, not much money at all. They have nobody on their team. The Eagles look pretty bad. So I'll give them a C. I hope Hurts can, can fix that franchise because I'm a huge Jalen Hurts fan. But as, as a Giants fan, I'm glad to see the Eagles kind of burning. But it's 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 tough because that franchise does not look, look bright at all. No, all their money is absolutely tied up. I mean, they basically sold their soul for that Super Bowl. But, I mean, that's the whole point of the Super Bowl. You sell your entire team and you pay everyone you possibly can to win. Yep. Now they're paying the price for it. But, I mean, a lot of their money is also dead cap and Carson. They just yeah, paid exactly. the contract and he's not there anymore. So uh, I gave him a B just because there's nothing they could do. I mean, yeah. Joe Flacco, I think an actual solid, really underrated pickup. I mean, just the mentorship. Uh, Carson wasn't old enough to really be able to mentor Jalen. Uh, and I think Joe Flacco can do that. Yeah. And I mean, I think the Carson Wentz situation was kind of hard for him to mentor because he kind of got his job taken away and it was a kind of, we, who knows what was going on inside, but from the outside, it sounded like there was some beef between coaches. And so, like you said, bringing Joe Flacco in is huge for, for a guy like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Washington football team. Yeah, this is a team that has a bright future, unlike the Eagles, I think. I mean, you, you could say Curtis Samuel is the biggest move, William Jackson, but like, honestly, don't sleep on the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing. That is humongous. We saw what he did for the, for the Dolphins. And he's a guy that's going to make every single player better. He's going to go in there when you need him to. Who doesn't matter who's in that quarterback, he'll step in and he'll help out. So I think, honestly, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the biggest signing here. Not that he's going to be their franchise quarterback, but he's going to have great weapons in Curtis Samuel. He's got Lamar Miller there. I mean, he's got, he's got Terry McLaurin, good tight ends. Good old, I mean, the Washington football team has a great defense. I, I'm going to give him an A. I think they brought in exactly what they needed to. And, and they're going to be a good team this year. Yeah, I'm also going to give them an A. Uh, I really like the Curtis Samuel signing, three years, $34.5 million. Uh, Brian Scherf coming back on a franchise tag. I, I really like the William Jackson signing, three years, 40 and a half. I mean, it's a little bit overvalued, but, you know, you, you lose a corner, you kind of have to re-pick him up with someone just as good. But the Fitzpatrick, the Fitzpatrick signing could either be really, really good or really, really bad. You know, we've seen Fitzpatrick absolutely – all out for certain teams you know he goes to the Dolphins and has a really good start to the season but we've seen the same thing in Tampa he absolutely popped off you know the first couple of games and then he was non-existent yeah so I mean you got a guy like Heineke in there as well I don't know who's going to start or if they're kind of battling for the number one spot but whoever the quarterback is next year is probably going to be better than whoever they had this year I mean oh, Alex Smith sure. Alex Smith played pretty well uh, but Alex Smith is not 
nowhere near a quarterback that should be playing in the league anymore. Not number one, that's for sure. I agree. I mean, respect to Alex Smith for that comeback season, but he, I think that what he did was a little bit overhyped just because he had his injury. I mean, he really didn't do anything special for that team. I mean, he was a game manager. That defense won them games. So I hope Fitzpatrick could bring some, some you know, electric factor. But the, the Washington's obviously still looking for their quarterback, along with, I think, the Giants. You know, if Daniel Jones isn't good. But this is, you know, the, the Washington has a great defense. So it's I think they can carry him to a few games. And they, I, I give them an A as well. They did decent. All right. Well, let's move on next to the NFC North. I know this is probably both of our teams, uh, both of our grades are worst. I'm going to give the oh. Chicago Bears an F. They did nothing. They signed Andy Talton for one year, 10 million. They franchise tagged Allen Robinson, hashtag let Allen Robinson be free. <laughs> um, they signed Desmond Trufant. Like they lost Kyle Fuller. They're probably gonna have to get rid of some other guys. I don't know what, what they're doing. There's nothing to be excited about as a Chicago Bear fan. No, there really isn't. I mean, Allen Robinson should be punching the air. He received the franchise tag and he turned around to this horrendous team now because like we, what, what are they doing? I mean, I'm giving them a D minus because you get rid of Trubisky thinking, okay, who's coming in? You know, it's going to be Andy Dalton. Like you got rid of Trubisky for Andy Dalton. Like I'm, I would much rather have Mitchell Trubisky than Andy Dalton. And I, I look at the guys that caught, like, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. They let Kyle Fuller walk. Like he's, he was an all pro corner. He's unreal. So to see the bears doing this, I was confused because they had a great team on paper, great team on paper. And now it's just, it looks bad. It doesn't look very good. So I, I give him a D minus F area as well. I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah. You know, you're going to look into the season. You're looking at Alan Robinson. like, all right, I got Nick Foles or Andy Dalton thrown to me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not too excited about that. No, you're not. Well, let's move on to the Detroit lions. What do you think about their free agency? You know, the Detroit Lions were meh. I mean, they brought in some guys that were meh, but the Jared Goff was, I don't know. I mean, they got rid of Stafford. They brought in Jamal Williams, Brashad Perry, man. I mean, the, the Lions and the Lions, they're, they're worse than they were last year, but they weren't going to be getting it anytime soon. I mean, they, they're a tough organization. This doesn't look too good. I gave them a C minus because they really didn't do anything. I mean, there's nothing to look forward to as a Lions fan anymore. I guess the only bright side really here, if you're, if you're not including the Jared Goff trade is Jamal Williams on a two year, 7.5 million. But then again, you have Deandre Swift. So the Detroit lions. Yeah. I gave him a C minus. Yeah. I give the Detroit lions a D plus. I mean, Jared Goff isn't anything special. At least you got some first round picks out of it. You know, you lose your, your franchise quarterback and Matthew Stafford for it. But besides that, you know, Michael Brockers, Jamal Williams, like it's just nothing special. Uh, the Lions are going to be good next year. They won't be good for a couple of years, um, but at least they have some picks to look forward to. They have a good pick in the draft. Um, but besides that, yeah, there is nothing to look forward to Detroit next year. Yeah, I agree. The uh, The other team that I think in the same division, actually, what a poor division for free agency was uh, the Green Bay Packers. This is actually my lowest ranked because I, I gave them an F, not because, you know, they re-signed Aaron Jones and I like the Kevin King re-signing. I mean, one game that he had bad really you know, it shouldn't define his career. I mean, he's not a great corner, but he has potential still. I mean, he's young, but you know, the Packers have had the same issue and have lost the same game for how many years in a row now and refuse to address it, refuse to. And I think because of that, I have to give them an F. They are, they were the best team in the NFC this whole year. They were amazing. Lights out. So good. But as soon as the year started, you know, 
die down a little bit, get to the playoffs. We saw the, the struggle they needed. You know, they needed wide receiver two, wide receiver three. I mean, Mount MVS is, is a good deep ball guy. That's it. Lazard is, is all right, but you can't expect Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers to want to be there when you're bringing him nothing. I mean, you re-sign Aaron Jones, which was all right. I mean, good. But why would they not let him walk, bring in some receivers, and start your rookie running back? From, that, from this point on. So I think that the Packers didn't learn from their mistakes. They're going to lose in the same position they did last year and the year before. So for that reason, I'm giving them an F. I'm not a fan of what the Packers are doing. Yeah, I'm going to give the Green Bay Packers a D. I mean, Aaron Jones is a really good running back. Let's not get it wrong. But their biggest strength last year was their pass blocking O-line. And they lost the best pass blocking center in the league for the same price you paid a running back. Yeah. So, I mean that's nothing special and the thing is you drafted a a running back so why not just let that running back go to work and re-sign your your safe your center who was an all-pro yeah like i said i agree with the kevin king re-signing one year six million he's a great zone corner kind of got toasted in man coverage but i see the packers losing the same way i mean their division is terrible they'll probably still win 12 or 13 games next year just the way they are that division is absolutely dog horrendous yeah so i mean your biggest competition is the vikings the vikings aren't anything special either so i mean mean, yeah i don't know yeah i don't know either i just think that you're ruining i mean as an as a gm of the packers you got matt lafleur and Rand Rodgers, who are a a crazy duo i mean they're amazing but what like what are you doing i mean aaron Rodgers doesn't have five years to play you're not going to get to the nfc championship four times in the next four years like it's not going to work nfc teams are going to get better so for you to be wasting these years possibly three years in a row is is sad it's really disappointing to see so the green bay pack i i would be really mad to be a packers fan i mean you're winning right now but you're not winning at all so it's it it sucks it really does so I, i give them an f all right well let's move into the last team in that division with the vikings uh i'll go first here the only signing that I like is Dalvin Tomlinson, two years at 22 million, good D stuff for 11 million a year. You know, I, I don't mind the Pac Pete signing, but we've seen that last year he kind of struggled. He's kind of getting up there in age. So one year, 10 million, I guess, isn't the worst thing in the world, but they're still, they're still not the best team. I mean, you, you get a good pass rush and Daniel Hunter back, but the, that team is still nothing special. Uh, I'm going to give them a, a B minus. Yeah, I agree with you in almost every aspect there. I gave him a B plus because I love the Dalvin Tomlinson. I mean, their their rush defense was not very good. And I love Pat P. I mean, Patrick Peterson's a guy that you can bring in. He's going to help some of those corners out. Uh, he, he's, he's still an elite corner. I mean, he's not the best, but he's, he's up there. I like the Nick Vigil. I like all these guys. So I give him a B plus. I mean, the Vikings have a decent team. Like, they're not amazing. They're not bad. They're They're easily the second best team in that division. But... I think that what they did was was good enough. I mean, maybe take a risk with Kirk Cousins. I I don't know. I don't really know what the Vikings are going to look like next year, but B-plus I think is good. I mean, Dalvin Thompson, Pat Pete, two, two big pickups. What about the uh, Atlanta Falcons? They had a pretty disappointing year, and they got a lot of talent around Matt Ryan, and they just can't seem to be getting it done. So what what what'd you grade them here? Yeah, you know, I don't mind the Falcons. I, I don't like exactly what they did this offseason, you know. They, didn't, they picked up Mike Davis and Bartavius Mingo, Eric Eric Harris. They brought some okay guys, nothing special. The Mike Davis sign is okay. I mean, besides that, I don't, I don't like that they restructured Matt Ryan's contract. That kind of gives me the idea that they're going to stick with him and they're not going to take a quarterback in the draft. 
but the defense is their biggest problem, right? They have an aging uh, and their offense, they got an aging offense and a terrible defense. They're not really setting themselves up for a lot of su- success, especially not signing anyone. Um, so I, I'm going to have to give them a D plus. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons are, yeah, I don't know what they did. Like you said, restructuring that Matt Ryan deal. Now, what are they doing with this draft? Like, are they going to take a quarterback? And they should, because next year there isn't a quarterback and there's not really any big ones coming out of the draft. So it's for them to have such a poor year that they did. And, and it, their, their defense needs a lot of help. So I gave them a D plus as well, but they, they needed to do more. I mean, you got to kind of, you can't give them, you know, an F or something too low because they really had no money to work with. They're kind of in the same position as those other teams with no money, but no team. So I, I think the Falcons kind of did what they could with their money, but they just, they don't, they, I don't know. They don't look too good. Well, let's move on to the Panthers. Um, the Panthers kind of had an okay um, offseason. Hassan Reddick was a good signing. They picked up David Moore. You know, they, they lost their wide receiver and Curtis Samuel. So David Moore is a good number three. Um, I'm glad they franchise take Taylor Moten. He's really good at tackle. Um, they picked up some more offensive linemen. But besides that, the rest of their offseason was kind of disappointing. Um, I'm gonna have to give them uh, a B minus. What about yourself? Yeah, I give the Panthers a C plus. I I think that DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are good enough. You don't need that many receivers, and David Moore is, is a good enough wide receiver three. Dan Arnold was decent. I mean, he came from the Cardinals, but it, they like you said, they had a decent one. Hassan Reddick was was good, but nothing special, nothing bad. So I, I am, I'm right around there with you at a C plus. I think the Panthers were, were mediocre. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't suck, but they didn't do anything special. Well, uh, new, uh, go ahead. I was just going to introduce to the new Orleans saints. This was, this is a team that I think is not going to be good next year. I think they're going to have one of the biggest drop-offs, unfortunately, like this, this team is, is looking rough. Two of their biggest signings really were quarterbacks and it's, it's tough to see because Drew Brees is gone and they're obviously not the same level as Brees, but Jameis Winston, I mean, you got Alex Arma, a fullback on there, Ty Montgomery. They, they really didn't do anything. I mean, they, they franchise take their, their probably best player on defense, Marcus Williams. So I, I don't know. The Saints have no money. The Saints, I give them a D plus, not, not a fan of what they did. Yeah. I'm gonna have to give them a D plus as well. Um, I like that they, they franchise take Marcus Williams. I actually like Jameis Winston. I really hope he has a good season with, with the Saints, but they had to lose a lot of guys because of their cap room. They were another team that just sold out their entire soul to go for a championship run, and they couldn't quite make it happen with Drew Brees. And they're not going to be a very good team next year. I know that they were always competing basically at the top of that division every year, and I don't think they'll make playoffs, that's for sure. Yeah, I agree. That's a huge blow, you know, losing Brees, not just from a quarterback standpoint, but just, you know, he's – Breeze was kind of like a coach, a mentor to that whole team. So to see him gone is unfortunate. I, I agree. I don't think the Saints will make playoffs. It'll be hard, too. Well, I want to bring up the Bucks here next. I think they had the best free agency. You know, they didn't bring in anyone. I, I give them an A-plus just because they re-signed everyone back. They're running it back. You know, Chris Godwin on a franchise tag. Rob Gronk on a one-year eight-mil deal. They got enough money uh, to, to sign Levante David and Shaq Barrett. You know, they got suck-up back. Kevin Minter's a good little little sneaky signing. Um, but I think the, the Bucks had an A-plus offseason. You know, they got everyone back because Tom Brady decided to take another pay cut, and they're just running it back with the same team. I think they're good enough to, to do it again. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with Leonard Fournette or Antonio Brown if they're going to bring either of them back, but without them, they'll still be easily the best team in probably the NFC next year. 100% agree. I mean, you could give the Buccaneers an A-plus just for 
for resigning Tom Brady. I mean, you got the GOAT. But like you said, they brought back everybody. You got Gronk, Godwin, Shaq Bear, Levante David, all these guys. So the Bucs have their Super Bowl team back. I mean, like you said, AB is gone. Let him walk. I mean, you don't need him. You got Godwin, Evans, all these guys, Gronk. So they got a good team. And this, you know, this free agency was amazing. Like for them to be able to bring everybody back, for Tom Brady to take a pay cut, you got to give him an A, A plus. I mean, I have him at an A, but easily could argue an A plus. I mean, you you brought back a Super Bowl team, right? That's crazy. So good for the Bucs. I mean, they're, they're easily going to be the best NFC team, I think. Well, let's bring him back into the last division, the NFC. Let's start with the NFC West. Let's start about one of your favorite teams this offseason with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals probably were my favorite team, other than the Giants' for agency. They didn't, you know, I, I wouldn't grade them an A plus, A. I, I have them at a B, but I think that the, the Cardinals just really did what they needed to do. I mean, they brought back Marcus Golden, and they brought in J.J. Watt. So now they have three great D linemen. I mean, I see J.J. Watt probably lining up inside. So Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, Hassan, or Marcus Golden. Amazing, okay? You got rid of Patrick Peterson, which is okay, because I, I, I think it might have been hard for them to, to keep him. But you brought in a guy like A.J. Green, who's going to – you got three great receivers now. You have three guys who ha- were at the top of their game at one point. So it's – they brought some O-linemen in. Like, I, I like the Cardinals a lot. I think Carl is going to – Kyler Murray is going to have a huge jump. And, yeah, I mean, not super high grade for them, but this is one of my favorite teams this year. And it's, it's a B for the Cardinals. What about you? Yeah, I'm also going to have to give them a B. I'm, I'm happy they got in J.J. Watt. That's a huge culture setter. You know, they brought in a guy like A.J. Green, who's also that. Same with Rodney Hudson. You know, they brought in three veterans that will help their team, help their young guys kind of step it up. That defense is going to be a lot better next year. And I think even people will be, oh, A.J. Green's process prime, process prime. But if you looked at him last year on the Bengals, he just didn't want to be there. Yeah. You know, he kind of just kind of just said, no, I'm not I'm not kind of putting in the same effort or the same that anymore. And, you know, now he doesn't have to be worried about the number one or number two. He's that number three guy. And being being AJ Green being your number three, uh, that's a great thing to have. And, oh, yeah. and and they get a nice trade with Vegas to bring in probably the best center in the league still in Rodney Hudson for right. a third. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that team brought in a lot of guys, and I'm excited to see the Cardinals next year. I think they're going to be a, a team to watch for sure. Me too. I think that it's going to be crazy. I think they'll be arguing with the Bucks up there for number one. Like they're they're a great team. I think Kyler Murray has. He has it. I mean, he's gonna have a huge step this year. I think I, I see MVP votes for Kyler Murray. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna do it. I hope he stays healthy because you know the game he plays is is risky, but you know, good for the Cardinals this offseason. Well, especially being in basically probably the best division in the, in the NFC. You know, this entire division is absolutely stacked. And for them to kind of set themselves apart a little bit, they have to bring in some guys, and, and I think they did that. Yeah, they had to. And like you said, they 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 accomplished it. I I think, like we said here, like they they really they brought in guys they needed to, and it's it's going to be fun to see. You know, it's like when you got to play against a team like the Rams now, like it's it's going to be tough. And, I mean, speaking of the Rams, I have them at a C-plus because, it. I mean, it depends if you want to include Stafford or not within this because he was kind of a, a pre-free agency trade. But if you're including him, I mean, you can put my my thing higher. But I have him at a C-plus. They brought in Deshaun Jackson. They brought in back Leonard Floyd, which was good. You know, they got their two guys. So I just think because they didn't do anything too special, I'll give them a C plus B minus. What about you? Yeah, I'm going to give them a B minus. I mean, if we include the Matthew Stafford trade, I'm going to go straight up to an A minus. Yeah. But I mean, Leonard Floyd was kind of overpaid, but you have to get a guy like him back. I mean, that team also didn't have very much money. You know, a lot of their money is tied up in, in Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, and as it should be. Oh, you know, for sure. D Jax was a really good signing one year deal. 
you know, if he ever comes back to anything like he used to be, that's a great number three to have. You know, they lost Gerald Everett in free agency, but, you know, Matthew Stafford is a hell of a lot better than Jared Goff. So I'm excited to see the Rams next year. You know, this division is tough, and they still have the best defense in that division, especially bringing back Leonard Floyd. So, you know, they lost a guy like John Johnson and stuff like that, but their team on defense is still stacked. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the Rams are going to have the best defense next year again. And I think Matt Stafford is, is going to ball it as well. This division is stacked. I, I, it's easy to say that. I mean, this division is stacked. So, yeah, let's move on to, to the 49ers. Yeah, the 49ers. I, I like what they did. They brought in quite a few guys. They brought back quite a few guys. I mean, Trent Williams, Jason Barrett. They, they, they look good. I mean, Kyle Hushek, a huge part of their offense. So to see what they brought back, I mean, they didn't really need to bring back a whole much or they didn't need to bring in a whole much. They just need to stay healthy and, you know, keep who they have. So I gave them a B minus for doing that. What about you? Yeah. I'm gonna have to give them a B. I, I think the re-signing of Trent Williams was huge. Same with Kyle Juszczyk. I think they got a really good deal on Jason Brett. If he could stay healthy, $5.5 million for uh, a pro bowler caliber player is, is really great. You know, they brought in Alex Mack. That's a really good center signing. You know, they love to run the football. I think the only thing that could really change my mind about the, the 49ers as a contender again next year is if they get a new quarterback. But besides that, you know, as long as they can stay healthy, that team is another team that can compete for a Super Bowl of the NFC. Like this whole division is just absolutely stacked, especially especially this one right here in the NFC West. But yeah. I'll have to give the 49ers a B. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, like you just said, like I said, is their biggest thing is just staying healthy. And I think if they, like we said, they bring these guys back and they stay healthy, they have a team already. So they didn't need to bring anybody in. They need to keep who they have. And they did that. So I think B is a good spot. So we got the last team on our list here, the Seattle Seahawks. This is a team that the, the franchise is going downhill. I mean, with, with coaching, you know, general managing, it's to me, it's going downhill and what, what they did, you know, I, I give it a C they really did nothing special, nothing that they needed to. I mean, Russell Wilson is, kind of out crying they brought in a cute a few alignment and a tight end but they really didn't do anything special so i give them a c i mean gerald everett was good but other than that i, I don't love what they did I'm, I'm gonna have to give the the seahawks a b i like the chris carson resigning we we've seen when russell wilson had chris carson in the backfield it was a totally different rust especially the start of the season you know at the whole start of the season when when chris carson and and russ were working together you know he was mvp and as soon as Chris Carson got hurt, you could see that that offense completely shut down. You know, offensive line problems, you know, completely weren't fixed through the free agency. But Gabe Jackson was a really good, really good pick, pick up in the trade. And Ethan Pochish isn't the worst. Um, I like Gerald Everett. I mean, last year, they didn't really have any tight end. I mean, Gerald Everett is no scrub. I mean, Greg Olson was way past his prime when playing with the Seahawks last year. He yeah. did absolutely nothing. So, I mean, Gerald Everett is a nice little signing, one year, seven million. And and Puna Ford isn't a bad little signing for a nose tackle position. I know their defensive, they don't have much defensive pressure. I mean, Blitzboy himself is really the only reason they got any pressure last year. <laughs> so, I mean, the Seahawks, I'm going to have to give them a B just based off of getting Chris Carson back. A not too expensive deal. You know, two years, $14 million for running back, that's a pretty good deal. So, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to give the Seahawks a B. Yeah, I, th I just think the Seahawks needed to do a bit more. I mean, Russell Wilson, I, 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 I like to think he has a lot of years in him, but I don't think he does. So, to me, the biggest issue in Seattle, flame me if you if you want to, but is is Pete Carroll at this point. I think that they got to move on from him. They got to just give that new scheme there, and I think they'll be good. But after seeing this for agency, I don't think it was anything special. I'll give him a C. 
Yeah, you know, I agree with, with Pete Carroll. I think he's a little bit state passes due. They really haven't been able to do too much ever since they went on that Super Bowl run, you know, with the Legion of Boom. But, I mean, now what do you do as a Seahawks fan? And they didn't completely fix their team, and they don't have – they have three picks this year in the draft. Three. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you going to draft that's really going to be a, like a game changer for that offense or that defense? I mean, you're not really going to be able to draft anyone within the first two rounds. So – you're not going to get a top tier talent easily in the, in the draft. So this is basically your team next year. You know, Gabe Jackson, Chris Carson, Gerald Everett, that, that's all you got. Yeah. And I mean, it's just, just let Russ eat. I think he's capable of winning a lot of games. He's done it. But like you said, it kind of sucks to be a Seahawks fan because you have nothing to look forward to. I mean, and it's not like the Seahawks are good at drafting because they're really not. You look at their past few seasons, they stunk. So it's, yeah, I don't know, but Good luck, I guess. The, the, that, that division is nuts. So I see the Seahawks honestly losing that division. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the thing that, I mean, yeah, the Chris Carson deal is really good. Two years, 14 and a half million per year. But you, dra- you draft a guy in the first round in, in Penny. And what has he been? You draft a running back in the first round. And he's not even your guy. You got a guy, Chris Carson, that's like, what, a sixth or seventh rounder? And he's getting paid. So, I mean. It's, it's yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, I mean, overall, this is a really interesting offseason. I mean, a lot of people moved. This is probably one of the more craziest offseasons we've ever seen. I, I've noticed the last couple of years, way more people move teams. So I'm excited to see the season this year, especially with what a lot of people attack in the draft. Yeah, I do too. And like we said, I mean, free agency isn't over yet, but most of the big names are out. And, and the draft is starting to kind of overshadow this stuff. I'm really excited to see these guys' pro days, to see where these guys draft. I mean, if the Packers go and draft really well receivers and stuff, maybe they didn't have an F off season, but for free agency, I mean, they did. So I, I think this, like you said, this was one of the best free agencies I've ever seen. A lot of guys moved around. A lot of guys that we thought were going to be on their teams forever moved around, you know, AJ Green, Patrick Peterson, uh, JJ Watt, like those kind of guys, like we didn't think that they were going to move and they did Matthew Stafford. You know what I mean? Like these, this was crazy. So I had a lot of fun, you know, with these kind of podcasts discussing this stuff. This was this is a great, great off season. Yeah, no, definitely. And, I, and like you said, the, the pro days are kind of taken over what's happening with the rest of the, the off season. I mean, there's still some bigger guys in free agency, but the majority of the big guys are gone. So I, I know in our next episode, we are going to be discussing each, uh, some of the top prospects pro days and kind of seeing where they kind of, you know, increase or decrease their draft stock. Yeah, it, it is going to be super interesting. And, and, I, it's it's weird to see no combine this year, but these pro days are yeah, it's 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 important still. I mean, we just watched Sertan have an absolute show, put on an absolute show. So so yeah, I look forward to it. Yeah, no, I, I think one of the craziest things. I don't know if you've seen this, but do you hear what Najee Harris did? Yeah, I did. That son of a gun drew nine hours to go support his teammates. That is that's a, that's a draft stock booster for sure. I mean, teams are going to see that and and scoop them up if they can, because that's huge. Yeah. You know, you just, you don't think of a stuff like that. You don't realize how much of a impact that has on your stock. You know, you know, you have a, you have a guy that is already probably one of the top two running back prospects in the draft. And then you see how much he's willing to support his teammates driving nine hours when he's not even doing anything at the pro day, just to yeah, be there to support his teammates. Oh yeah. yeah. Good for, good for Najee. I mean, that's, that's, if I'm a GM, that's the type of guy I want on my team. I mean, that's something that you look, you look for. And that's, yeah, that's awesome. I was listening to my favorite podcast, Pat McAfee show, and he had Najee Harris on. And he, you know, it sounded like a great kid, great player. I mean, big build. So 
I thought it was going to be ETN, but, you know, hearing some of this stuff about Najee, we'll not be surprised if he goes before ETN, but it's going to be interesting, yeah. Okay, well, if you guys want to hear more about some of the pro days and kind of where their stock's going, tune into the next episode of In the Game, and we will talk to you next time.